podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nina Kowser Show. Oh gosh, what an emotional day. What an, what, you know, it was a football game, but it felt like a nothing game. It felt like there wasn't much football being played because it felt like a lot of time wasting. And, you know, I think people were getting really, really frustrated with a lot of things that weren't football related. It finished one all at Anfield Bobbies and Milner's and Caters and Oxley Chamberlain's farewell game. And, um, yeah, a bit frustrating. I think that's that for the season. Um, Europa League football, pretty much. But anyway, not going to be negative, not going to be negative. And joining me on this podcast, I have two incredible guests. So you know what? Let me introduce them to you. First up, I am delighted to be joined by Lisa Marie. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you, Nina. It's always a pleasure to be on, um, even if the game hasn't been the most pleasurable to watch. So happy to join you today. Well, this is true. See, I'm hanging up the podcasting mic, so I'm 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 hell bent on spending it with good company, and um, I think I've I've done that, and certainly with your with your co-guest and um, a guy that needs no introduction on on Anfield Index, and you know, just so respected throughout the whole football community with um, the long threads that he does about finance and stuff. It's it's more chat for everyone. The honour. Hello. Hi, Nina. Hi, Lisa Marie. It's great having you on more. I know ideally you wouldn't like to be here, but then something tells me you probably wouldn't want to be at Anfield today as well. Well, maybe you did because obviously there was, it was a significant day, but I'm glad to have you here. No, glad to be on. And maybe it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't get to Anfield today. But, uh, you know, it's one of them things. But, uh, you know, we've got to be positive. You know, this is um, your penultimate Nina Kassa show. So we've got to keep it um, with positive vibes only today. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? We, we've got to keep it positive because I, I did not enjoy that game of football. But you know what? Before we go anywhere, let me go to our first caller because we've got... I think we've got about three lined up today. So um, something that hasn't called up in a while. And when I got the message on Discord, I, I had a, I'm smiling right now. You can hear my smile. I branded him as Steve Pizza. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Nina. How are you? I am so good. All the better for hearing your voice, my friend. Well, I, I had to call in on the basis that this is your, your last show uh, covering a match at Anfield. And just to keep on the positive vibes, I just want to say, uh, certainly on behalf of myself, and I think I speak for a lot of people on Anfield Index, hundreds and hundreds of subscribers, thousands of subscribers who have listened over the years to your shows. What, 340 first appearances, is it? Or 340? 
It was, um, um, yeah, it's, it's been ages. It's been you've, brought, you've brought such humour uh, and such insight and such passion and such kindness to your show uh, with, you know, handling callers, giving them crazy names like myself. And I just want to say thank you. And I think it's so fitting that Bobby scored that goal and I think he scored it for you. Oh, you know, I'll take that all day. But no, um, you know, uh, it's you do this because of the people that you meet along the way and stuff. And Anfield Index yeah. is just, it's just a community. And I think, you know, I've made so many friends, you know, we've got Lisa all the way in America. We've got more Chatra, you know, it's so diverse. There's so many sure. different voices and opinions and I'm not anywhere in Anfield Index, by the way, I'm just working back of house and it gives me more time to be a nuisance on Discord. So you'll be hearing a lot more from me. So don't think, oh, <laughs> that's you disappeared. I'm actually going to be more, I'll be obviously just the back of house. I'm still passionate, still involved with Anfield Index, always will be team Anfield Index, just a different role. And, um, and having more time on social media as well. So gags can't get rid of me that quickly, but thank you so much, Steve. And, um, through this i made great friends like you and it's it's been incredible no that's fantastic and uh i agree with all that you said it's great and uh we'll uh, we'll look forward to hearing you on discord i'll let you get on with the rest of the show all the best oh thank you so much so guys that was the pizza um uh massaging my ego i don't need this watch me now act like a total diva on this podcast no 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 i will do no such thing anyway guys let's carry on talking about this game so lisa i'm going to come to you team lineup Klopp didn't have much bigger room Klopp's was on you know maybe it was a good thing Klopp was up in the stands because i think he would have beat the shit out of this referee but anyway that's another story for another day because i'm not going to go there but um a team lineup uh i pretty much it was probably what we expected agree um i if you had asked me to write down the lineup before it was announced, I'm pretty sure I would have got 11 out of 11 correct here. So, yeah, you're right. There wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of choice for Klopp to do anything differently, but so it was pretty much what was expected. And and to be fair, you know, it's mostly been working, um, you know, with this group for the for the last few games. So, yeah, no real surprises. No, and more. What about you? With regards to team lineup, yeah, uh, like Lisa Marie said, um, you know, very predictable. Um, Together, yeah. you know, that's a, actually a really good question. Let's let's you know, like the fact that we kind of know what he's going to go with, and uh, what it's it's kind of sad, isn't it? And it's kind of concerning. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, um, you know, it's. Um, one of these things where stability is good on the one hand, um, but then at the same time, you know, certainly for opposition, um, it's certainly easy to kind of deploy a game plan um, if they pretty much know what the opposition team will be. But, um, you know, at this stage of the season, though, and this is not unique to this season, if you go back last several seasons, this is when we're going into the closing stretch, April, May time, Klopp generally rotates very very little so you know he likes to stick to a core group of 11 12 13 players um to see out the remainder of the season um unless obviously there, there's um you know big um uh, domestic uh, you know uh, competitions like uh, the champions league to be participating in and then there'll be a little bit more by way of rotation but otherwise he generally tries not to tinker too much um with the match day t- uh, starting 11s um, 
But yeah, that that that's just um, Klopp. That is just Klopp, and you're right. Actually, it's good to make that observation that you know this is his safe bet, and this is what he tends to go with. Right. What I'll do is because uh, I think we've got three callers lined up, so I'll go to the next one. It's JC Tyrone. John, welcome to the Nina Kaza show again. Hey, Nina. Uh, just calling in. Uh, I wanted to say goodbye to two Liverpool legends, uh, Bobby and yourself. Um, it's been great. I just when you sent out the message this morning on Discord saying you're wrapping up this season, uh, it was uh, sad. But you know, um, I've been on the show a few times before, and it's always a great listening. And uh, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss the banter with you next season. And um, yeah, I just wanted to call you. Uh, Bobby scoring there was uh, a really nice touch. I, I've been a huge, huge fan of Bobby since right from the get go, and. Uh, you know, he's, he's impossible not to love that smile and his little impish way of going on. And I'm just so happy for for him and his family. And, and I want to wish Bobby all the best in whatever he, uh, he does. And uh, thank him. Thank him and yourself for the for the great memories. Um, oh, thank you. No problem. Um, I was just want to say that um, over in the States here, we have a saying it's called polishing a turd. And uh, the last, this winning streak we have was polishing a third of this season. But I'm kind of glad now that it's, uh, I, 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 they, they kind of roped me back in with this top four. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, it was getting, I, I, even if we did win, I don't think United would have slipped up that badly. But, uh, you know, you never know what these things, but now the top four is out of the way that, uh, we can uh, we can really look at this season for what it was, and it's a really bad season. And so, and the decision making is involved in this season, uh, making it that bad. Are still evident today, you know. Henderson getting eighty five minutes and and so on, and uh, and just the lack of creativity up front. I don't. I was I was in the Discord chat with the guys earlier during the game. You know, this we're not clinical up front. I don't know. This there's just not that cutting edge or the. We seem to be very indecisive, or what? I'm not sure what it is. Mo Mo has his moments, but you know, it's like it's just not clicking, you know. And then Darwin in and out, um, Diaz injured, you know, and Jada injured. There's a lot of stuff, but mm. I think you know, you know, moving forward, I think we need to address the attack as much as the midfield. And um, but again, yeah, it's disappointing we're not getting top four, but you know, move forward and move on, and. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be able to jump on next week, Nina, for your final show. Uh, but thank, if I'm not around, thanks for the memories and all the best, guys. Thank you. Well, thank you for making the show. You know, it's it's all about the contributors. It's all about the callers. It's all about the listeners. You guys made it. That's why it lasted so long. And, you know, we have an expression. Um, we have a response to your, you can't polish a turd. Yeah, but you can roll it around in glitter. So that's actually exactly what Club did in the last seven games. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of glitter in that team. <laughs> and, you know, with regards to the attack, obviously, thank you, you made some really good points there. I mean, with regards to the attack, it's a really, really good point. But I'm going to just give you a personal message um, on regards to that. And um, I remember when more Marnie and Firmino first got together as well, and it seemed very disjointed, and it was just waiting for things to click. I think patience is key. And I think, obviously, 
you you touched on it as well. The injuries has been a big thing. I think once the midfield gets sorted, I think naturally we might see an evolution in the attack and them just playing better because they'll just have a bit more service and a bit more people sort of um, willing themselves for the attack. So, you know, that's my hope for the attack, but it's it's a great point. But thank you so much, um, uh, John. Thank you so much for your call. No problem, no thanks. Okay, right. Um, Mo, I'm going to come to you. Can you please talk to me? Like this, this game, I want to get your feelings on it because you lead with a certain kind of viewpoint. You lead with something. And of course, we will talk about Bobby's goal and it had to be him that scored. And I think we we're all delighted. And maybe that was the the smiling point of this game. But the first half for me just felt like the referee just constantly just stopping play and throwing... That was like literally my only recognition of like the first half. It was so horrible. Yeah, it was not the kind of game that you'd want to go and watch again, um, unless you had to collect pressing stats for it. Um, and there probably wasn't a great deal of pressing stats to collect for it. Easy, easy work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, it was definitely not one of the great ones. But look, um, this is the Aston Villa team. You know, this is Unai Emery. You know, he looks at for straight and especially when a team like Villa take the lead, um, they will take every little shortcut. I mean, just f literally falling to the ground. Um, who was it? Uh, Bailey um, was clutching his back as if he'd been shot with an AK-47. Um, it was embarrassing. Um, but th this is Aston Villa for you, you know, it, much like Newcastle United, that uh, they will um, deploy gamesmanship and um, try and eke out, you know, second tier, seconds there, um, especially when they're in the lead. Um, so, you know, this was their game plan. It was something that was obvious going into it uh, for anyone that pays attention to Villa and Unai Emery. And on top of that, um, you know, I thought that they deployed it really well and they came to the straight and, um, you know, we really struggled to get anything going. Um, you know, there was no real uh, cohesiveness to our play. And um, I, I thought that uh, they maintained their defensive defensive shape extremely well, very, very, um, uh, you know, uh, strict in terms of maintaining that. So, you know, to their credit, they, they did really well. Um, but at the same time, we certainly let ourselves down um, in that first half. Um, you know, a number of plays that really weren't um, anywhere near the levels that they should be. Um, you know, Curtis, who's been very good last few weeks, mm -hmm. uh, pale shadow of his uh, recent uh, self. Um, you know, H Henderson, obviously, um, was Henderson. Uh, so you can read into that what you will. And, um, you know, even you know, in terms of the uh, front line, um, I suppose Diaz was perhaps the most frustrating one. You know, a lot of industry and effort, but really didn't um, mm. have any real end product there. So, yeah. yeah, just frustrating first half overall. Yeah, I just felt like Diaz was running for the sake of running with the ball, you know, like trying to take on the extra man. It felt like he was almost willing himself to, like, like he could do it all. It was quite frustrating and he did look quite rusty. And I think you've made a good observation. At least I was watching that first half. And I was like, I completely forgot like the likes of Curtis Jones were on the pitch. Even more Salah looked jaded and faded out. And every time he did give the ball, it wasn't, you know, it was, it, I felt like because of the way, like Mo said, the way Aston Villa was set up, it was like we were kind of like playing it backwards and it just didn't feel like Liverpool were on the front foot for me. 
Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. I agree 100%. I mean, you know, my notes say things like Mo needs to get more involved and mm. how much time are they going to waste and, and you know, all, all the things. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very, I thought it was overall, just to sum up the first half, is it was just frustrating on, you know, a number of levels. I mean, the way Aston Villa was playing was frustrating, though, you know, not necessarily unexpected, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating. And, and yeah, I don't know. Our, our players just couldn't seem to get into the groove. And I don't know if it was, I mean, I think it was maybe a couple things. One, the fact that just the stop start, um, you know, of the game, yes. that makes it yep. hard. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. in their defense, it does make it hard to get the flow going when the whistle's being blown, you know, every time, you know, someone brushes past a, a Villa player. Um, you know, and I also have to wonder how much Klopp not being on the sideline was affecting things. I mean, you know, you'd have to think it is. Now, I someone said, and I don't know if it was before we started recording, that it was probably a good thing because he likely would have, you know, got himself banned for half a season, maybe, um, based on some of the refereeing. That may have been you who said it, maybe just in the chat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just overall the first half was extremely frustrating because it just felt like we couldn't get going and get anything moving for a number of reasons. Um, you know, the players just didn't seem to be on it for whatever reason. And, and yeah, and I felt like the Anfield crowd started off very um, energized and it felt like it just fell flat, you know, maybe about halfway through the first half. And I was just like, come on. Um, I mean, it wasn't quiet per se. It wasn't like a library, but, but it just, it fell off. And I mean, to be fair, they didn't have a whole lot to be, you know, cheering on. So fair play. This is very true. This is very true. Right. You know what? We'll go to our um, next caller. Familiar voice on the Nina Kaiser show. It's great to have him back on. It's Kieran. Kieran, are you there? Yes, Nina, I'm here. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for joining No problem. The floor is yours. Take it away. What would you like to say? Yeah, not really. I just thought that Fuller basically came and did a job on us. Um, it was very frustrating, but I, I always knew this would, would have been a tough game. You know, this was always going to be one game where it was going to be very much a banana skin, and, and unfortunately it proved to be that way. And, well, what can you say? I think... Um, you know, we just have to go now and we have to build for next season because our season, is, our, after today's result, our season is virtually over. So, you know, we just have to focus on um, getting players in because, like you said before, you know, if we want to um, 
be back uh, being a top four team again. We have to bring in a couple of players because, you know, because top four next season is going to be very, very competitive. Yeah, it's going to be very competitive. And I think, you know, the transfer window and moving quick in it is going to be absolutely crucial. But Kieran, thank you so much for your call. Sorry, what's up? Well, I think we've got some sound issues there, Kieran. Yeah, um, That's I don't know. Fine now. That's fine now. Um, uh, we got to the point where you said it's going to be a big summer. Um, yeah. yeah, so you can carry on from there. Yeah, it's going to be a big summer. We need to um, bring on reinforcements. I think today served as a reality check that work needs to be done on the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think those previous ones only really peppered over the cracks to an extent. I think today was a bit of a wake-up call that, that there's more work needs to be done than what we think. So, you know, we just have to hopefully we can get the right players on and we'll be a lot better next season. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Kieran, thank you so much for calling. My pleasure, thank you. That was Kieran and uh, being optimistic and looking ahead whilst addressing the issues and the wars of this season because it has not been great. Lisa, I'm going to come to you. Now, there was a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, controversial refereeing, officiating decisions. So, um, uh, <laughs> should we go with the penalty first, Kanate? That one didn't bother me so much. I mean, I think it probably was a, a penalty on, on Kanate. I, I, you know, that one, um, that one was probably the, the one I had maybe the least issue with throughout the game. Um, I, I mean, I think, I think it was a penalty. I think, you know, it was just, I mean, I understand, um, or from what I saw, I mean, I think, you know, Kanate was just trying to stop Watkins fair enough. You know, it was in the box, you know, I think it was penalty and that's, you know, I, there may have been some gray area there, but but again, considering that it's us, you know, you know they were going to give a pen, be given the penalty all day, and and I can see that it was, you know, it was a fair call probably. So, and thank God Ollie Watkins missed it. Indeed, and Mo, do you have a response to that? And then, what is your next follow up for your your um, uh, referee blunder of the day? Might as well just address them all at once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. It was uh, pretty clear cut as a pen. I mean, that's a type of challenge. Nine times out of ten, we see Konate make um, and time it, you know, just perfectly right. But uh, on this occasion, the timing was very slightly off, and obviously that resulted in him uh, not connecting with the ball, connecting with the player. So it was an easy decision for uh, the referee to make. And, um, you know, it's one of the few decisions that he uh, got right. So, you know, no no kind of arguments there. But in terms of um, the blunders, um, you know, where, where do we begin? Just a catalogue of them. Um, I mean, I, I felt aggrieved about the penalty, uh, not the penalty, about the disallowed goal that was ruled out for VAR. But to be fair to the referee, by the letter of the law, um, you know, the decision was correct and it was VAR that um, suggested that that, that uh, goal be ruled out and overturned. Uh, but you know I, I still think it's a silly rule. Yeah, you know what frustrated me about that, and I'm going to come to Lisa as well, is the simple fact that, okay, it was the first time ever in in my memory, I don't have the best memory, um, 
that the referee's been called to look at an offside to view it as subjective. And I've not got no issues with VAR. Like they, it, for me, it was almost like the people in the in in the control room checking the play out, not wanting to make a decision, putting it on the referee. Like that's what it felt like to me. Like you, you should be there, and you should just make a straight call. It's off. It's not off. Why does the referee need to go? Why does he need to have a look at that? And why does he have to then make the decision? It just felt really mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I agree. Now. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Oh, so, sorry, okay. Liz Maria. We were probably going to say about the same thing anyway. I mean, I agree. I don't, you're right. I don't really remember um, a referee going over, you know, to the monitor on an, on an off, you know, an offside call for, for a goal like that before. So I think you're right. I think VAR just didn't, you know, whoever was, um, you know, on that today that maybe they just didn't want that responsibility. I don't know, but that's, that's your responsibility. You need to be able to back up, not that they ever have to, uh, their decisions. And at first, I mean, I had to watch it back and luckily they played it back multiple times for me to kind of understand where the offside came from. Um, and, you know, and once I saw it, I mean, I think, yeah, it, it probably, but it probably was offside and, and I'll be honest, I'm not always offside sometimes confuses me a little bit, especially when it's like the build up play stuff. Um, so yeah. And they keep changing the rules oh, yes. as well, and so you have that to deal with as well. Know, like yeah. about the time I feel like I'm understanding it, they shift the rules a little bit. So, um, so yeah. But you on your toes, but Lisa. Started, no, right? <laughs> but once they started, you know, once they said, "Oh, it's going to a VAR check," I thought, "Oh, that's it. They're go- they're calling it. They're calling it back. We're not yeah. going to get that goal. We're we're not going to get that goal." I mean, if if we had been awarded that goal, I I would have been. Very, very surprised and possibly gone out and bought a lottery ticket later this afternoon. I will say one thing about that whole uh, phase of it. You know, the goal was really, really scrappy because yeah. it kind of came off the line from Canate and then that was scored. But I'm going to give a special prop to um, uh, Curtis Jones there for keeping that ball yeah. alive. You know, and it's, you know, kept trying to whip it in, kept trying to make something happen. He did, he had this phase of play where he was like pressing and he was taking players on and he was showing good hold up play. And he showed me like just little moments of brilliance and, and kind of willingness to kind of make something happen because, you know, it was a really, really flat game. So I am going to give him props in, in that little moment. But yeah, I mean, next, yeah, more, I'm going to come to you and, um, what did you make of the Ming's yellow and obviously refusing to overturn it for a red? I said that was a red and uh, somebody messaged me on Twitter and said, did you think Jotters was a red against Spurs? My response to that was, well, Skip shouldn't have been on that pitch for Jota to do that in the first place because Skip had some right nasty challenges in that game. So there you go. We're, we're, we're seeing a continuous trend of bad refereeing decisions. Yeah, I mean... Uh... It was one of those where, you know, the foot was very high. And the only reason I could tell that uh, Ming's got away with it is because um, he connected with the ball first and then the player. So had he missed the ball and then straight into the player, I think that is a very clear-cut red. Um, so that, that I think, is the only reason that uh, that decision was made. So, again, um, by the letter of the law, um, the, the decision was the correct one. Um, though clearly um, the studs went right into the player and, you know, the the famous kind of similar incident we all remember is when Mane 
connected with the side of Edison's head at yeah. the Etihad a few years ago. And, uh, you know, he was sent off straight red. And, uh, yeah. you know, this was obviously not a connection with the head, but it was still with the torso. And um, we didn't see it, but apparently left marks on, on his torso, uh, you know, with the stud. So, yeah, dangerous, dangerous challenge. Um, so I think he was still, despite the fact he connected with the ball, um, you know, not in control. And I still think it perhaps should have been a red. So I get why he wasn't given a red. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Nina, you're on mute. I am on mute. Yes, I am. You know what? Let's keep it on brand and let's keep it on trend and let's finish this show how I started with epic cock-ups. Um, I will repeat what I said on mute. I just said another thing that amazes me about Tyrone Mings is the fact that he can play a game of football, a competitive sport, whilst chewing gum. That amazes me. He's a wonder. Like, how did he not swallow the cock-up? Yeah, that's... You know, it's funny you say that because I did notice that toward the end of the match. There was a, you know, a shot of him and he was chewing gum. I was like, wow, he's chewing gum. And yeah, I don't, anyway. Yeah. Um, sure. Analysis, people. Analysis. <laughs> That's what we all are here for. I know that this type, these types of insights. No, I had written in my notes, that is a red all day. So, and I mean, possibly my, my mm. red tinted glasses were on or are Liverpool, but I I think it was. I mean, I and I mean, I guess I can see the gray area, um, but yeah. It, if it had been the other way around, it's just and I'm I'm I am just fully buying into the bias today. But had it been the other way around, I think it would have been awarded against you know whichever our players had done that. So I think you're right. I think you're spot on, given the fact that everything was literally going their way. Is there any other ones that kind of wound you up, um, Lisa or Mo, or should we just move on to uh, their goal? It was just uh, 90 minutes of them winding us up, um, almost as if uh, they wanted to uh, make up for their friend, uh, you know, Tierney, and uh, think, right, okay, any decision that's 50-50, let's give it in the way of the opposition, um, because we don't like Jürgen, because he upset our mate Paul. So, you know, it, it felt a bit like that today. Said somewhere, I can't think which journalist tweeted it, the name escapes me, that said that he was the fourth official when Klopp celebrated in the official's face, but, you know, when that whole tyranny thing happened and he was the fourth official. Now, if that is the case, then that is really, really bad by the FA 
to have him in charge of a Liverpool game. That's surprising. Like, like th- there's, you know, that stinks. And that's like, well, okay, so now you can't, they can do whatever they want and you can't question them. If you do, you get banned. I don't understand then who's holding them accountable. I don't know. It just, to me, it reeks of corruption. It's, it sounds so mobbified and so corrupt. I, like, I have no words for it. Um, yeah, it was just a whole lot of time wasting. I'm going to come to you, Lisa. I mean, so they score a goal. I mean, they miss a penalty. Uh, of course, you know, Watkins misses. Um, kicks a ball like a vegetarian. And I can say that because I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> Bad penalty. Just going to put it out there. You know, puts it wide. It forces a save out of, um, out of Ali. Um, uh, and then they score. And it really, oh, um, you know, just a whip of, you know, back post. Um, uh, that guy goes unchecked. Um, uh, Trent was more close to Konate, in my opinion, than watching what was behind him. And, and they score a routine goal. And you know what? I have to say, given how where the game was going at that moment, it was coming. Absolutely. I, in fact, I had written that down. I said it was coming. Um, because just before they scored, I was thinking, wow, we've been on this half of the, of the pitch quite a bit here the last few minutes. We haven't really crossed the center line, if you will, you know, for us to be, you know, on the offensive, pushing toward their goal. And I thought, they're, they're, they're going to score. They're going to score. And, I, you know, I, I hope I wasn't responsible for, you know, pushing the universe that way, but I don't think I was. I think um, people on the field could probably take a lot more responsibility than myself. Yeah, it was, it was certainly coming. I mean, it... it and, you know, and credit to them. It was it was a well worked goal. It wasn't some sort of fluke goal. You know, it was it was well set up, and and we just. I mean, look, I I very much abhor jumping on that Trent is a horrible defender bandwagon, and and that's not what this is. But you're right, his his positioning or his awareness of who is behind him, you know, just just wasn't right. 100% at the moment and you know but that's not to say that even even if he had done a little better it it if it, if that one hadn't gone in I I think one shortly thereafter would have because it was just coming in the way they were playing they they had control of the match in that period of play Yeah, they really did. I mean, what did you make of the the goal that we conceded at 27 minutes Jacob Ramsey with the opener more. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, you know, it felt like um, a goal was imminent because, uh, you know, they started to apply some pressure and they were um, starting to open us up. And, uh, you know, it's a very well-crafted goal as well. Um, really good finish. Wasn't a big fan of Ramsey celebrating the way he did, you know, sush- shushing uh, the cop and uh, cupping his ears. I thought that was a bit uncalled for. I didn't pick up them, you know, the cop booing him or any, you know, I didn't pick up any of that. So that seemed a bit um, of an odd response, unless he's maybe a United fan and he just uh, got a bit carried away, you know, uh, scoring in front of the cop. But uh, yeah, the the goal itself was very, very good. And, uh, you know, it was, um, you know, slightly disappointing in terms of the defending um, from Trent. Um, you know, he should have been a bit closer. Uh, but, you know, it was, 
it was one of them things where you know we we were lucky that you know we didn't concede just a few minutes prior with the penalty. It was a a pretty poor attempt by uh, Watkins. Um, so you know, and that was obviously off of a, a foul that, as we talked uh, talked about earlier, was a clear cut pen. So you know, they perhaps at that point in time, um, you know, did deserve a lead. They certainly did. They certainly did. I mean, Mo, I'm going to stick with you because there's a lot of things that were really like kind of jarring me. And I felt like it was a systematic issue um, in, you know, with, with Liverpool today. And uh, yeah, I think about it quite rough because playing Aston Villa, who are chasing a, a place in Europe, you know, it is what it is. You know, you've got Man United playing Bournemouth, who are pretty much at the beach at the moment. You know, so Liverpool had to be on their A game and they obviously didn't quite do that today. I think that's fair to say. But there's little things that, you know, Fabinho like, committing a lot of fouls. And, you know, you can get frustrated at him, but I think it was, I think he was having to do all this because, again, the midfield wasn't operating great. You're right. I mean, look, you know, Curtis, as we talked about earlier, has generally been very good last several weeks. But, you know, today, um, you know, he had one or two decent moments, but otherwise um, one of his more lacklustre performances of the season and uh you know that sometimes that can happen especially with a younger player um but the other guy number 14 mm. you know unfortunately it's a consistent thing now you know this is a player who <laughs> Nina I I first did a, the first, the very first podcast I ever did with you was way back in 2015 and even on that podcast I was still criticizing Jordan Henderson <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to change a habit of a lifetime. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm going to, I'm just going to say in a positive way though, because, you know, I talked about, you know, we need to be a bit positive. So look, Jordan Henderson, he is what he is. You know, he has his many limitations and, you know, he's turning 33 in, in, in a couple of weeks and, you know, his best days are clearly behind him. Um, but I think that what today, if nothing else should have demonstrated to Jürgen, who was sat in a great position in the stands, in the, in, the, in the main stand, is to see how his captain was so ineffective mm. in the middle of the park at providing that control, providing that balance, but also completely lacking any form of genuine attacking quality. That I think the positive out of all of this is that he, seeing it from that vantage point, should really demonstrate to him the need to get somebody in to replace him as a regular starter. I mean, I personally would like love to see him move on. As as great a servant as he has been for the club over the last twelve years, you know, I, I think that you know the, the squad would be better without him. But I think realistically, we all know Jurgen loves Jordan Henderson, so he will be around next season. But I think what should have come out of today, and hopefully it's come out over over the course of the season. But if not, then certainly from today, Jurgen seeing firsthand how the midfield really could do with somebody who offers a little bit more um, defensively in terms of control, in terms of attacking uh, qualities as well. Um, I, I think that that player, Jordan Henderson, can be easily upgraded. So I think that this summer we will finally see that happen. Um, so so that is what I'm positive about, that Jordan Henderson is likely to be relegated to being a squad player in perhaps taking on that James Milner role um, in 23-24. 
Yeah, absolutely. And there are like rumors I'm reading them on social media right now on Twitter that you know, McAllister looks like a done deal or it's edging closer according to an Argentinian source. So we'll, we'll see. Basically, all I know is we need to move fast and we need to address the midfield. Lisa, I'm going to come to you because, you know, whilst, um, I think it was, um, uh, JC Tyrone who spoke about the attack there saying that they look really disjointed. Didn't get much help from the midfield today. Let's be honest. Yeah, that, that was nothing. Exactly. And I mean, we talked about this. You know, earlier in the season, I don't know if I talked about it on one of your pods or was poor, was or, you know, somewhere else. But, but yeah, I mean, you can't expect the attack to perform well if they're not being fed properly by the midfield. You know, if 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 that connection, you know, from you know from one set of players to the other set of players is is not there, then it just makes their job all that much harder and. And so, yeah, I mean, I was, the midfield wasn't clicking today. And so it's no surprise that the attack, you know, wasn't connecting. And, you know, I mean, honestly, how much did Mo Salah touch the ball in the first half? It felt like n- not hardly at all. Um, and, and, you know, yep, for whatever yep. reason. And um, so, yeah, so that's, it's not a surprise. Um, yeah. And, you know, and to um, echo what, what Mo was saying just a minute ago is, is yeah, I mean, Curtis, he has played very well the last few games. You know, he he didn't, I think he, it felt like he did grow into the game a little bit as it, as it went on, you know, again, before he was subbed. But but it just, you know, I mean, and that's going to happen. I mean, I feel like I'm always the one <laughs> going, well, let's be fair. Um, you know, not every player is going to have a phenomenal game every single time. So, you know, it just... It's unfortunate that it seemed like everybody was having that day today all at once. Yeah, not ideal. And Mo, I'm going to come to you because obviously that was the first half pretty much. There was some injury time added and I felt like Liverpool, you know, it was quite alarming again. I think that, you know, it speaks for themselves. There wasn't even a shot on target. You know, we didn't work Martinez in the first half at all, period, and nothing. So let's, you know, so we, we tried to do something, but the final third, I just felt like we were just lacking ideas. Let's move on to the second half. And it felt like, yeah, Liverpool maybe have started off a little bit brighter. Maybe they were attacking the cop. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, maybe they got a rocket up their backside from Linders, because I think Klopp could do it. So there we are, we're doing all this. Um, again, um, I just felt like it just wasn't quite clicking in the final third. It just felt like we looked out of ideas. We looked very slow. The ball kept being passed backwards as well. And I think that was largely down to how um, maybe Villa, the way Villa was set up with with their defensive line and the discipline. But it was just, it was really, really frustrating to watch. And of course, Klopp then has to make, <laughs> um, not Klopp, Klopp, I'm so used to saying his name, um, you know, a triple sub, um, sorry, not the first sub was made. And I was really shocked that J- Jones was the first uh, midfielder to get hooked for Jota. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I expected Henderson uh, to mm. go first. Um, I thought that, you know, though Curtis obviously didn't have his strongest day today, I still felt he was offering more and certainly, um, you know, was working harder than Henderson. I mean, Henderson at times, and again, I don't want to be overly negative um, on a, a positive podcast, but, um, you know, at times he, he was running around like a player that was playing in, you know, the LFC Foundation March friendly test, you know, the the, the Legends game. Um, mm. You know, he was moving at a half pace uh, almost. 
Um, and, and maybe that's because, you know, his legs have gone so much that, you know, that, that's all he can uh, uh, manage. But look, um, it was it was one of them things where, you know, at that phase of the second half, we saw, you know, a little bit more impetus. We saw a little bit more intent. I think you're right. There was a bit of a rocket given at halftime, um, which meant that, you know, we, we tried to react. And, um, you know, it was... Also, I think credit to Aston Villa again because you know they maintained a relatively high line, um, but it was very close to the midfield. So there were very few gaps. You know we weren't able to kind of get into those little pockets of space, and um, you know perhaps see a Trent or a Robbo kind of venture into those and um, create a little bit for the forward line. And obviously we we get very little creativity from a Henderson. Um, and you know, Fabinho obviously had a lot to cover defensively. Well. And Trent wasn't yeah. on it today as well. So again, you've yeah, just snuck out a big creative thing. And even with our crosses, pretty much mm. the whole game just so poor. Nearly every cross that was whipped in um, was taken comfortably by um, Martinez, and you know, very few that actually found Liverpool players. So. You know, even in terms of passing and crossing in that third, it just wasn't there today. And, uh, you know, that that was frustrating. And it was a bit of a shame because, uh, you know, I felt, you know, had, had we gone on and secured a win today, um, though obviously Man United also won today, it would yeah. have maintained that pressure. And, you know, they, they've got a couple of tricky-ish games coming up. And Newcastle certainly have a couple of tricky games coming up. So... Um, you know, I just would have liked to see us maintain that pressure and you never know what could have happened in the in the last week of the season. This is it and it's quite sad. And Lisa, I'm gonna to come to you because I felt like in the second half, like the way Aston Miller were kind of set up, the shots we were taking were like forced, they were quick, they were also long range as well. We just weren't working the ball, we didn't have the space, our our attackers didn't have move room to manoeuvre and, and you know, create space or create chances for themselves. It felt like everything just felt like a if it, it was like kind of like a shot from wide and hoping and wishing rather than something well executed. Yeah, I, it, you know, if the first half was, was frustrating, this this half didn't start out much the second half didn't start out much better. I mean, I, I thought we started with pretty decent energy, but it, but it flagged very quickly. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it was probably about, probably just about the time the subs were being made. Well, probably about the time that that Jada came on for for Curtis Jones that I was like, and we have got to do something. I mean, there's there's a lot of match left to play, and you know, we can we can still do something here, but but we've got to be you know, there, someone needs to do something, you know, rally the troops, let's go. And um, so I, I think that was, that was a bit disheartening to me, because I really, really wouldn't have expected that, you know, last home game at Anfield and, and everything else. So it was, it was, but you're right, it was, it was like, it was, you know, hope and pray that, that, you know, a shot comes off or something, but it just didn't feel organized into to anything um, that was going to produce what we needed, what we needed to happen to be able to turn to turn the tide. Mm. 
And speaking of the sub, sub, um, uh, Lisa, um, the, I keep <laughs> oh, saying oh, clock. I need to shut up. You know, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He, this is true. And I was just like, we need some, some energy. And I know this player's leaving. I know he's leaving. But he brings on James Milner for Henson. Okay, fine. You don't have many midfield options. Okay, I'll give you a free pass. Plus, I'm not going to hurt. I'm not going to talk trash because he is leaving. Bobby comes on and Chimmy casts for Robbo. So the subs are made. And, you know, talk to me about that. What did you feel about the subs? And, yeah, just just let your mind go wherever it wants to. And then you <laughs> that's, have the that's show dangerous after that. direction, I'm possibly. Cool. Yeah, um, you know, I, I almost wish the subs had been made just a little bit earlier, only be- from what I was just saying is is something needed to change. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't really care what at that point in time, but but obviously what was currently on the field was not doing it. You know, there there needed to be something. And I really, you know, I was like, I was just hoping Bobby coming on would would bring that energy, you know, not just to the players on the pitch, but, but to the, you know, to, to the fans watching it, you know, I mentioned it earlier that it felt like it fell a little flat in the, in the first half. And, and I was feeling that, you know, just across the board in the second half, not just from the players, but, but from those who were watching as well, you know, you weren't hearing, you know, the, the Bobby Firmino song singing out, you know, from the stands or, or anything, anything at all, really, or at least I couldn't hear it on the coverage I was watching or, or not very much anyway. So my thought was, okay, at least, you know, these changes, you know, might inject the energy that, that we're needing. And, um, you know, I think, you know, Samika's on for Robertson, fresh legs on that side, you know, because obviously, you know, Maddie Cash and, and you know, John McGinn, they were, you know, they were running up and down quite a bit. So I, I think that was a good change um, just to, to give that additional um you know, boost of, of fresh legs on, on that side. And of course, you know, I mean, it was, we knew obviously Firmino was going to come on and, and I knew Milner was going to come on. And honestly, Milner for Henderson, I mean, that's basically like for like, so no, it, <laughs> if no ad, no takeaway. I don't think, I think it was just, you know, and that was fine. Cause you're right. I'm not going to slag off James Milner on his, you know, his last home match for, for Liverpool, but I felt like it helped, um, not as much as I would have liked for it to have helped, but but it but it did help, and and you did feel that there was some you know harder trying going on, um, you know, and and honestly, Martinez, I just I was my son came in about this time and was laughing at me because at this point I had gotten up and started pacing, which is something I used to do all. And uh, and I kind of quit doing it, but but it uh, worked the last time. So I thought, hey, let's go. And um, hey, we did score after I started pacing. So just saying. And I was just, I kept yelling at him every time, you know, with the time wasting. And when he finally got the yellow for it, I was like, finally, it's about time. And if nothing else, we should probably, I should probably call Rory in here because he could probably give quite the amusing um, report on my response watching the last 20 or so minutes. You should do a watch along, but well, we wouldn't see you in my, camera because you'd be off office, pacing so somewhere. So you'd just be staring at me. Yeah. In the living room, but yeah. <laughs> do little laps. I love it. I love it. Yeah. We want it. We want to watch along with Lisa Marie there. Called it first. 
I'm going to continue more. I mean, we spoke about Fabinho, and obviously, um, he, he was very involved in the game. He, he committed a lot of fouls. He did. He got a yellow on 80 minutes. At 81 minutes, he gets subbed for Elliot Jurgen Klopp. Um, <laughs> Jurgen Klopp making the calls, as Lisa corrects me, and rightly yes, so. My fourth son, comes on her son, and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what did you make of uh, what, what did you make of all the subs uh, collectively? At that point, well, I was like, I don't see a goal. I was still scratching my head. Like It just felt like it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it was a shame that, you know, Nunez has uh, hit his toe at the wrong time because I felt that uh, against this um, high line, he perhaps could have had a greater impact, yeah. um, you know, running in behind. And, uh, you know, incre- increasingly, we were trying to get that ball over, um, you know, the... Uh, Villa uh, defensive line and uh, you know other than Mo um, we didn't really have that searing pace to kind of get in and uh, behind and you know really get one-on-one with Martinez um, so it was a shame that he was unfortunately out um, but uh, yeah I mean th- there were the ov- very very obvious subs I-, I mean Firmino and Milner were very obviously going to come on no matter what the game state was and uh, I think also uh, Jota was a clear, uh, you know, player that had to come on given the fact, you know, we were, you know, trying to get back into the game. But um, you know, I was just a bit surprised that Jordan Henderson lasted as long as he did. You know, just ineffective um, throughout. Um, you know, he he's had many, many very poor games this season, but you know, he just had it so little, and it was since you know it really highlighted just how out of his depth he now is as a top-level player that Douglas Louise in a similar role um, for Villa was the complete opposite. He was so good, you know, in, in terms of all aspects of uh, midfield performance. He was really good throughout, and uh, I was so impressed by him. And, you know, that that's the kind of player who, you know, uh, we would have benefited from had that player been on the park today. Instead, you know, we had Henderson, who didn't add very much to attack, um, didn't support much in terms of the defensive play. Um, when we needed that control, there was just nothing really there from him. So he was just a passenger, um, just chasing shadows. And unfortunately, that's been Jordan Henson, um, not only throughout this season, um, or, you know, two or three games where he has genuinely been very good. Um, but, you know, for the most part, he really has looked like he's no longer at the level of... Uh, Never mind Liverpool Football Club, even, I'd argue, Premier League. I mean, he's really, really struggling these days. And it's somewhat sad to see because, you know, at his peak, you know, he, he, yeah, I mean, he's technically never been the greatest player, but he had this energy and, uh, you know, uh, that made up for a lot. And, uh, you know, that that player is long gone. But, um, you know, look, there was still aspects of um, the substitutions that... um, didn't really add a great deal, um, but you know we were somewhat limited. And I suppose what was frustrating is that you know it's not as if we've got many players out injured at the moment. I mean, you know, Nunes and uh, Thiago were the only really prominent ones out, um, and I think we've only got five out in total. Um, and even then, it felt like we had a lack of depth and real quality to make a difference. Um, so again, it just added 
that greater amount of evidence um, today that look, we really need to get some business done and uh, a number of incomings because um, you know we, we need to address things. And again, going back to the theme of positivity, I was uh, enthused by Klopp's comments yesterday to say that other than the goalkeeping department, we're actually looking in terms of recruitment at all departments, at midfield, Ooh. obviously, defence. And I think the fact that he didn't rule out um, looking at attack means I think he's potentially looking at potentially another forward as well. Nice. You'll be busy on the transfer pod then, won't you? Exactly. Managing Klopp's budget. Um, yeah, watch this space. Well, you know what? For me, I'm, I'm all about um, your actions have got to speak louder than your words. But however, the fact that he's saying that my squad is... I'm just glad he's over that phase of saying my squad is perfect and I don't need anything because literally that used to just grate on me like nothing. Like I just yeah. could not get over his ignorance and his arrogance. Um, so yeah, I'm glad now he's kind of realised and hopefully the, the, the bird's eye view of what he was watching might have given him clear indication as to what needs to be done and what kind of players he needs and how he moves things on. Um, I'm going to stick with you, Mo. Um, uh, 89 minutes, Bobby Firmino scores. Mo Salasis is the most Bobby Firmino goal. It had to be him. I needed something to smile about today. And he certainly gave it us. You know, it was almost like a fly kick situation again. It's exactly how Bobby goes out. Yeah, classic Firmino goal. And, uh, you know, it, it was almost written in the stars that, you know, he would score today. It was just a shame, really, that... It wasn't a winner, you know, on yeah. another day, you know, um, had it been one all instead of one nil, you know, at that late stage, you know, closing on the 90th minute, Firmino scoring, you know, a, a final winner at Anfield for Liverpool uh, would have just been the perfect ending for his time at Anfield. But it um, wasn't to be. It was still a great goal. Um, still got the crowd rocking. Um, and... Uh, you know, th those final 10 minutes of uh, extra time, uh, the crowd was as amped as they'd been all, all day. So, you know, it certainly gave a nice um, climax to the game. Just a shame that, you know, we didn't manage to um, conjure up a, a winner from somewhere. But, yeah, that that was ge genuinely one of the great moments. And, you know, let, let, you know I'm, I'm one of these fans that's a little bit less... Um, connected to our players so when I think a player is ready to move on no matter how great they've been for the club you know I'll be one of the first ones to say look let's move them on and I'd been calling for Bobby to go for probably about two years now I, I felt that he was on the wane and I wanted to see him see out his best years uh, sorry his kind of uh, his twilight years I should say at another club and obviously that will happen um, after this season ends next week but um, at the same time, you know, I still felt emotional seeing him score. And, uh, you know, tear almost came to my eye um, when, when that happened. Because, uh, look, you know, he, he's been one of our absolute legends without any question. He's given us some of the greatest moments we've had as Liverpool fans um, of our lifetimes. And, uh, you know, he has this charisma as well. It's not just his performances. He's got this great charisma about him, this great presence. He's got that unique um, character to him. Um, you know, he, he's a one-off and, uh, you know, he'll be massively missed. He really will. He really will. Um, for me, he was just the whole um, 
change when Jurgen Klopp came in. When Jurgen Klopp came in, decided that he's not going to play him out wide, he's going to play him as a false nine. The first thing he did was fix his position because Brendan did not know what he was doing with him. And under Brendan Rodgers, he was like labelled as a flop or a bad signing. And this was a guy that I wanted from Hoffenheim. It was my dream. And he came to Liverpool and Brendan was using him all wrong. And, you know, just to see him grow and flourish under Jurgen Klopp and seeing him win all them things... Probably things that he probably wouldn't have won at Hoffenheim. Like it just gives me the biggest smile. The fact that you know a player that I actually wanted ended up at Liverpool because these things never used to happen under Ian Ireland. Things so um I you know and the fact that he leaves a legend as well. Lisa, I'm going to come to you. You were emotional. Everyone was. It was I kind of buried my emotions with like more spoke there. And he's right. You know you can't get too attached to players. They get old. You have to move them on. It makes complete sense. Like it was, I think it was more the fact that I had like, the, I think the nostalgia kicks in in terms of what these players or what this player gave to the club and the fond memories. And I was kind of suppressing my emotions about it. And today, I really felt it. This um, morning, I was like, I, "Oh I gosh, Bobby Firmino last recording. game." I mean, I legit teared up when he scored that goal. I mean, it was it. It just. It, as we've all been saying, it was written in the stars. It was, you know, it was like a movie script, if you will. I mean, the only thing that could have made it better is if it, had, you know, if it had been a game winner as opposed to tying it up. But, but that's okay. Um, you know, it's it's funny as as everyone on Anfield Index is aware. I'm, you know, I'm a more recent fan um, than most to, you know, to Liverpool, and and so I don't have necessarily the the same history of watching players grow and develop. So. You know, Bobby Firmino, of course, was already part of the team, you know, when I started following closely and, and watching. And I regret the fact that by the time I truly understood what he meant to the way we played, um, you know, he was he was starting to decline a little bit. Um, you know, one day when I'm looking for something to do with my time, which ought to be about 2035, I um I want to go back and watch you know some of some of those rewatch some of the matches from from when I was first starting to follow because you know I just didn't know enough to to, to necessarily understand um you know the importance that he played in in how the team played and so it's just a little bit of a, a personal regret for me but I've just always you know to me he was he was the guy with the great smile initially you know when I when I first started following it was like oh my gosh look at those teeth and um and you know so I just always appreciated and enjoyed what you know just that good humor and and that just you know and I mean all of the players to a certain degree we we see the the joy that they have in playing this game um but but there was just something about Bobby that was just extra to, to that, you know, you, you just, you know, just, and I guess it's the smile and the, and the grin, but, um, you know, so I think, you know, and we've of course seen less of him the last, the last couple seasons for, for various reasons. And, and like Mo, I mean, I think he's, while I'm sad to see him leaving, I think it's the right thing for him and for the team. And, um, you know, and I just, I wish him well, wherever he goes because he is he's just he just strikes me as such a special special not just a, such a special person or player but a special person as well you know i think he um you know and and i just hope that that joy that he has brought to the squad does not leave with him does that make sense <laughs> 
I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes, and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. It absolutely makes sense. It really does. And I, I don't know, yeah. this kind of ended for me last season, but like just him celebrating with Sadio Mane when like you take the mick at Sadio Mane because Sadio Mane couldn't fly kick and stuff. It was just really cute. It was really wholesome. The attack was really wholesome. But it's, it's, you know, players get old, you have to move them on and, you know, let's be excited about the future and what that holds. But it's nice to know that under Jurgen Klopp, he, he won some good things and, you know, won some big things. We'll so, you know what, you go out a legend, song. Roberta, from, you know, we you love know, you. I, and, uh, I've talked about this before. Yeah. That song least, will be lodged in my head. I mean, I can hear always, it just maybe always. once or twice and I'm, I'm, it's, it's that, you know, it's stuck in my head for, for a couple of days afterwards, and it has been stuck in my head for about two weeks now. I mean, more often than not. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> but yeah, you just, you know, that, that song can never go away. Even if, you know, even if he does leave the club, yeah. we have got to keep that song because it just represents, I think it, it just represents the special player that he is more, more than anything else. Yeah, I'm sure it's made the um, uh, Cop Classic um, uh, playlist. Uh, they, they always sing about legends, and I think Bobby's song is just so catchy. Right, guys, um, last 10, uh, 10 minutes of injury, injury time, Mo. Perfect, but that scoreboard went up because Mo just scored. I mean, uh, Firmino just scored. So you're thinking, yes, yes, yes. And that was the only time in those 10 minutes where I felt like Liverpool actually decided to show up for the game. Like there was something to play for. There was a lot of intensity. There was a lot going on. I think Kostas had loads of, you know, uh, corner after corner, but just to no avail. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was disappointing that, you know, uh, we had all that extra time and uh, didn't really muster a, a big, big opportunity, a big chance as such. Um, you know, just wish, you know, it would have happened, you know, just kept that pressure going, racking up um, an eighth win on the trot in the Premier League uh, wasn't to be but um, you know nonetheless it was good that you know we, we kept on persisting and trying and trying and um, certainly finished the game the stronger team um, so you know that that was encouraging uh, but at the same time you know there were there were various lessons learned that you know look despite the seven wins on the bounce you know there is still work to be done in terms of addressing deficiencies in the squad. So that's why, again, 
I was glad that you know Klopp said that the recent form of the team doesn't really change anything in terms of plans for uh, recruitment over the summer. So so that was good. But uh, look, you know, um, just a little shout out to another legend of the club, James Milner. Um, yeah. You know, he came on as a sub same time as Bobby, and uh, you know, in in those last ten minutes, you know, he was grafting and grafting, and you know, he's a player again who. You know, gives it his all. all. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and he he right, right down to the last minute. You know, he was trying and working and uh, putting his all into it, and uh, the consummate professional. And you know, he's another player that I've been keen to see moved on. And you know, even though Jurgen disagrees, you know, uh, by all accounts, Jurgen was keen to retain him for another season. But I I think the player himself felt, look, you know, I'd rather play a bit more. Um, at another club, then be even more of a bit part player at Liverpool next season. And I don't want to be staying at a club just to be a dressing room presence. I still feel I can add a little bit more um, on the pitch, which is, you know, kudos to him. But, you know, uh, he's another one also that has been a really good servant for Liverpool Football Club. Um, you know, last two, three years, you know, he's clearly been on the wane. Um, but at times he he was a very important player for us, and uh, you know, when it certainly when it came to penalties, you know, there's no player you'd rather want, yeah. you know, taking a penalty for us than Jamie Milner. He was ice cool when it was, you know, taking came time to taking a pen, and um, you know, also that dressing room leadership as well, and that creating that camaraderie and um, that kind of team spirit and putting the team first. You know, he was a real enforcer in that regard. So, you know, I, th- I think in that respect, you know, he'll be a loss. Uh, but hopefully where, you know, he, he, that that void cr- is created, somebody will step up. And, uh, you know, this that dressing room still will have leaders. You know, it will still have people that will be a big presence and uh, make sure that, you know, all players are uh, maintaining um, that team ethos and not making it about themselves. But, uh you know, he will move on to, uh, in all likelihood, Brighton. And, uh, you know, he would also leave as, as a great one for, for Liverpool Football Club. And again, um, in many ways, he will be missed as well. And, and his, missed. His, he definitely will be missed. Yep, he will definitely be missed. And it's good that he's moving on as well, because I feel like he was a safety crutch for Jurgen Klopp. And I'm glad that's gone. And I only think now that Henderson can't be a James Milner because I felt like James Milner offered more in different positions than what Henderson does. So, um, uh, you know, he was a complete sort of, a I don't know, the, the, the utility guy for Jurgen Klopp, if you will. I'm going to come to you, Lisa. Your thoughts about you the know, final I, 10 and if you've got anything I to say about James Milner, then we can close the, board, the I thought, how perfect would it be that all of the Villa time-wasting resulted in this extra time and god if we could score that winning goal i mean it would have just it would have been justice but it wasn't to be and i mean they certainly it wasn't for lack of effort although it wasn't necessarily good effort but it was effort and i'll i'll take any sort of effort uh any day of the week so um so yeah it was it was i don't know that i've ever i know it's been but a match that I've ever watched. I don't know that I've ever seen 10 minutes added on. So that was a new thing for me. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it, it felt like a little bit of, of justice that unfortunately didn't really pay off. James Milner. I love James Milner. I've said that many a time. Um, and, and I think 
it is, you know, absolutely agree. It, it is, it is certainly time for him to move on um, and, and play or, or whatever somewhere else. But he has been, he's been a great utility player, um, you know, for Klopp. And I think, Nina, what you just said is about that, you know, he's been, unfortunately, he's been a bit of a crutch for Klopp to use, you know, at times where perhaps there are other players that, that should have been given that opportunity. And so, you know, his, his leaving may open up some additional opportunities, you know, for, for some other players. Um, so, so that is potentially a, a good thing for us. But, but I have, I've, I've always appreciated the fact that, you know, even though he wasn't necessarily the player that you might want coming on, you knew that he was going to give 100%. Um, and he was, you know, he was going to do what he could do. And, and, um, yeah, I just, he's always amused me, just any of those behind the scenes videos or whatever, just, he's just seems to have a really great, just personality and humor behind him that seems completely different off the pitch as, as on the pitch. And, um, I love that. So wish him, you know, as much the best as, as I wish, um, Bobby Firmino. And, and I will say that I will kind of miss, you know, every now and again, seeing James Miller come in and, and, you know, kick somebody in the air when, when you've wanted to see that. So that, that will be missed by me. And by many of us, it was always routine. You would expect it, right? Guy? I don't know. I'm going to get your man of the match out. So, Lisa, I'll um, come to you first. Who's your man of the match? I mean, I was going to say, I, I feel like I have to give it to Bobby Firmino. He got the goal. It's his last. It's his I'm last just going to give it to Bobby Firmino because it's his last um, game. Or last home match, yeah. anyway. He might play next week. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I think just for for sentimental reasons, if nothing else, Bobby Firmino. He did, and Allison, of course. Yeah, completely. You know, I mean, that is exactly it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought but, Virgil yeah, van Dijk had a very I good do game today. Need to agree with but, you. Yeah. Sentimental. Yes, yes. With Bobby. Yeah, I've got to keep it on brand because she always said when I used to do uh, these post-match shows, she's just going to give it to Bobby Firmino because, uh, you know, I had an agenda. So, yeah, I'm sticking on brand. Mo, I'll come to you. I mean, who was your man of the match out today? Well, I really liked, um, you know, Fabinho's performance today. You know, yeah, I mean, there were a fair few niggly fouls and whatnot. And, uh, you know, that was all good. And I think it was needed at times. Yes. Um, and, you know, his telescopic legs had to be brought into play a few times as well. Um, but I'll, 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 you know, make it unanimous uh, call. So I'll stick with Bobby Favino, just like the two of you. Um, the all-important goal and, uh, you know, certainly got the crowd going when he came on. So, you know, we've got to give it to Bobby, haven't we? We do, we do. I like that. And I can imagine him just giving us the biggest smile level with his, um, you know, Beautifully, beautiful, sparkling white teeth. Right, guys, we have come to the end of the Nina Kauser show. Um, before I go on to get some plugs from both Mo and Lisa, Mo, where can people find you on social media? And is there anything you're going to be working on in the summer? She rubs her hands. <laughs> um, at Mo Chatra on Twitter is the best place to find me on social media. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I've, uh, well, you touched upon it earlier. So I've got the transfer committee. Uh, coming up very, very soon with Gags, 
Dan Kennett and uh, Mr. Dave Hendrick. And um, I'm sure I'll be coming out with some more uh, Money Talks podcasts as well. So looking forward to those. Um, but before I do finish, um, Nina, I just have to say, um, you know, you've been absolutely amazing on um, Anfield Index. Um, you've been, you know, one of the absolute stars of this whole channel. Um, you know, over the last few years, you know, you've lit it. You've you've lit it up with your, you know, your presence and you know your humour and your mispronunciation of names and all the all, all the other stuff as well. So, you know, you're going to be, you know, very very sorely missed. Um, on, on the channel oh, obviously you'll still be there in the background uh, but in terms of um, being able to be heard um, on podcasts uh, obviously it's going to be a, a massive void for AI but uh, look you know you 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 know like we've talked about Liverpool legends well you've been an Anfield Index legend and uh, you know, I just want to say you know thank you so much um, as an AI colleague over the last few years uh, for all that you've done and uh, all the all the support you've given as well, and nobody has ever given me introductions like you have when I've come on this podcast as well. So thank you. Got a thing for wrestling, so I need to up my game. I know how those people intro those wrestlers. This is it, no, um, uh, honest God. It's been an absolute honour working with. I've met some great people. I love having you on the pods, and I'm still part of AI, just working back of house, and I'm just you know figuring myself out a little. I think sometimes you just kind of hit this stage where you. I don't know, call it burnout, you know, maybe you just need to, uh, you know, a little time out, you know, and uh, it'll do me a world of good. And it'd be good to focus on other people. There's so many great voices on AI. Honest to God, like, I'm actually really excited about just dealing with all the content. I'm really excited about that. And Lisa, I'm going to come so to you. you. Can Where can people Twitter find you on social L-Marie media? And M-H. what will you be working on? I will continue to be on the main AI pod Um when our, our schedules um, permit. Uh, no, we would have done this week. It's just um, Trev had the opportunity to, to go over to Liverpool to, to attend the match this week. And I'm, I'm very, very happy, if not a little jealous, for him. Um, and, yeah, I echo everything Mo said, Nina. Um, you know, your voice on Anfield Index was one of the reasons when – Trev Downey approached me about first appearing on the main AI pod was one of the people that, that gave me the courage to do it. I've, I think I've spoken in, I don't know if necessarily on this podcast, but, but in the past that, you know, I was a little intimidated to first get involved, um, you know, to add my voice, even just on, you know, the chats on discord, you know, as a woman, as an American. Um, And I've never had anything, you know, never been anything but welcomed by anybody. I do want to say that, but knowing that you had done these things, it, it was one of the things that, that gave me that little bit of extra nudge, um, you know, to, to step forward when, when Trev invited me and in, in to do it. And so I am personally thankful to you, um, you know, for that. I've always enjoyed being on these podcasts with you and, and I'm going to, I'm going to miss it. So, um, I know you're behind the scenes and I know we'll stay in touch and I wish you all, all, all the best going forward. Thank you so much. And Lisa, I'm not bringing, you know, the gender into it that we're both women, but I've really, really enjoyed pulling at your heartstrings and the emotion side of things and getting you on this podcast. So I really need a guest. Can you please come on? And you always oblige. Honest to God, you know what? You, you have 
just been a wonderful, wonderful contributor on AI. I just say that and everyone on AI and all the people on Discord are you know, don't discriminate against anyone um, and we see past everything. And I think that is like the perfect combination. You you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about. And I love I love hearing your perspective. I love your positivity. And uh, we're definitely going to, everyone's going to keep in touch and I'll, I'll be more on Discord now as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm still around. I'll still be doing things and uh, I'll be more on social media. But guys, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I've really enjoyed this podcast. And um, thank you to our callers. You've been incredible. Thank you to everyone that joined us live. Till next time. It's the last time I'm going to say this. Till next time, take care. Till next time, take care and up the reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.